Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, welcome to Off the Rails. Did we do the show last week? I think we did. We did. It just feels like it's only once a week. It feels like it. it it's so infrequent. I don't I even I feel awkward. It takes me a second to warm up again. Me and Bubba were talking the other morning. And yeah. He mentioned, uh, me and he have to have to do something after a show one of these few days. Yeah. And he said, how about Monday? And he goes, no, no, we can't do it Monday because you have the Rails show. And I said, no, Monday is the podcast. He goes, no, no, it's Monday and Fridays. It's the rail show. This was like a day or two ago he said this. Was he pilled up? Uh, I mean, I hope not. It was before the show. Well, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, at any given moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> is he um, going up the roller coaster or down? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, oh, that's right. I forgot she only does it one day a week. And I said, I know. It sucks. I know. I know. I, I, I did like, it is nice not having the pressure to do it uh, multiple times a week, but I really enjoy I do too. doing it. And I think it, it's good for me. It's good for my reps. And it's just a different experience, obviously, being Johnny Chimer Inner, which we all are, you mm-hmm. know, because Bubba runs the show, versus having my own show. And there's no pressure with this show, which I like in the sense that I, I'm not hosting his show. I'm just hosting my own show. Yeah. So I could just do things the way that I do them. I'm not expected to live up to his standard, and because sure. you know, you're never going to be Bubba. You just you're not. You know, no. even when I when I host, it's just I'm just trying to keep the ship afloat. You know, we're not trying to have a rock star performance. It'd be nice if we did, but we won't. Sure. But well, I'm just trying to you know so keep my, the ship going. Yeah. So when like Lummy or Tyler or anyone asks to do a, a show, mainly live on Twitch, is what I mean. They say, well, what do I need to do? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, what if I don't get a lot of bits? I said, like, I only have one rule. Don't get us banned. Yeah, that's I said, it. I don't care if you go in there for six hours and do a show and make four bits. Like, I don't care. You know, don't do it for the bits. Do it for the content. I said, but the only rule is don't get banned. That's it. Yeah. That's the only rule. We're not going to get banned. No, no, no. But that's what I, I know the rules was. well enough by now. <clears throat> but um, I wish we could do this show a little bit more frequently. But maybe we, you know, Bubba was talking about throwing in a few more shows yeah. and doing some stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I really like that. That would yeah. be cool for we'll t- me. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will. But what I want to talk about right now, which honestly, it wasn't even in the prep, anything I wrote down or anything, but I don't know if this is the move when when Kamala Harris takes over. Apparently, as of 32 minutes ago, Harris is taking over as Biden undergoes anesthesia for colonoscopy before his 79th birthday. Happy birthday, Joe! Well, um, at least she what, has what, what are the rules with that record high approval rating, right? Uh, whatever. I, I don't even want to talk about Paul. It's just fucking boring. Oh, I can say fucking. That's nice. Um, it just it to me like it's 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 boring and it's the same. Yeah, Kamal sucks. What up, Joe's an I, idiot. It, it's tired. It's the same hackneyed 
bullshit yep. that we talk about day in and day out. Yep. What is interesting, though, that I I don't know much about are the rules when a president is going under anesthesia. What, what is that like? Uh, does are there there like what does it mean? Like she's taken over just. In, in the event that there's another 9-11 in the next hour and a half or something like that, she will be acting as president? Basically, yes. <clears throat> okay. All right. Because he's under, so he's unable to fulfill the duties of president. So ah, okay. They need, they need a quote-unquote president. All right. So we, she's we just I mean, uh, like the substitute teacher for an hour and a half until he comes to. To be honest, it's probably not going to make much of a difference whether he's on anesthesia or not. He's pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. that's what we have right Maybe now. Maybe they'll find out why he poops his pants all the time. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing: like, it, it does it? who's who is president matter? Yeah, but also, yes, obviously, especially when it when it comes with inflation and they're fucking with the economy and stuff like that and whatever. There was a bunch of jokes I saw. I think it was like yesterday when they announced it or some, something. It was. You know, something something along the lines of like, why does he need a colonoscopy? We already know he's an asshole. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, the, there was a bu- that's like, like did SNL do that or something? Or? No, no, it was like Twitter jokes. Like there was a yeah. bunch of them like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, make if you're gonna make fun of something that everybody makes fun of, be creative and get a different angle on it. Yeah, like you, <clears throat> I'm okay with those type of jokes as long as they're what they call funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing about who's president. Yeah, it matters. Of course, it does. Kind of. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I can just. Like, how different is your day-to-day now than it was when Trump was president? It's not. Well, Gas is more expensive. It's, it's, meat is more expensive. But other than that, you're... Yeah, if, if it's, it's like... A lot, it's a lot different, if you're, if, Right, okay. But for but not for you and I, but maybe for like no, a business owner me. with like a supply chain and stuff like that. Well, I, how is it different? Your housing, day-to-day. Dude, since Trump got in the housing markets like mm. times three... Okay. All right. Sure. Yes, that happens. But in terms of like how you're living your day-to-day... I mean, it's, hold on. You're, it's, it's fucking with it's your plans. It's quite a bit different. It's quite a bit different. However, right. I'm not saying it's because of Trump versus Biden. Like, right. I'm Just not saying during that's the reason. The, right. And and certainly who is president has something to do with it, but not everything no. to do with it. Of course. You know, whether it be COVID and this and that. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of things that are just moving parts that really don't have anything to do with the president. And especially with, like, the governor that we have, thank God, Ronnie D, we have a lot more freedom here. So things really haven't been that different, especially when I talk to my my family in California. And things there are opening up, and it seems to be, like, you know, we're getting back to some sort of normalcy. A lot of people have fetishized the pandemic. They they love it because now they have purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, They have something to look forward to, which is the death of others. That's what they look forward to now is telling people what they should do with their lives and how to be safe because they're all medical professionals, except they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Scout and Bigel, five uh, subs. Thank you so much. But uh, I'm not one to fetishize a pandemic. I would rather, this is kind of a bold statement, but whatever. I don't want to live my life waiting to die, which is what right. a lot of people are doing. Mm-hmm. I would rather live my life as full as I can, as normally as I can. And if I happen to get sick and die, well, that's the risk I run. At least I was, I died just living. Yes. Not living, waiting to die. Of course. Again, if you're old or you got the yeah. pre-existing conditions or whatever, you got asthma with a diabetes type 2 kicker, fine. You know, I get Bradley. it. Huh? Wilford Brimley. Yeah. That's the guy's name. Do you have diabetes? Um, <laughs> one of the best moments in live TV ever. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember what year it was. I would guess around 2010. 
But for those that don't know what we're talking about, Shepard Smith, who is... Was he? I feel like he used to be on Fox, and then he switched over. He was on Fox for a long time. And he was like an openly gay conservative man, right? Mm, I don't think so. He wasn't openly gay? No, I don't think so. But, I mean, it was pretty obvious. Um, I think he's openly gay now. But anyways, that's besides the point. He was a news anchor, and they were following a story where there was a a man... uh, absconding from the police and he was driving and it was a high-speed chase and he pulls over and he starts running away on foot and right before the police get to him, he pulls out a gun and he shoots himself in the head. And I remember when, because there's a helicopter obviously with a camera on it and they're looking down and you see the gun get pulled out and you see him take it to the temple and Shepard Smith is like, turn the camera away because you can't show certain things <laughs> on off, the camera. Cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. And then he's like, damn, Ugh. you can see he's angry. He's like, we got to go to break. And then all of a sudden it's just, do you have diabetes? Let me see if I can find it because I feel like I it's just, like a classic I just, clip. Did well, you send it to me? No, no, I, I haven't been able to find the actual, like... There, it, I remember watching it, because someone's like, you gotta see this. It's kind of just like an odd string of is, events. We can't show the death part. Um, uh, let's see. Um, turn away. Suicide. I, I'm not gonna... You don't have to play it, but I just want to see if this... Uh, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, I understand a wish to proceed. Get the fuck out of my face. Unfolded. As viewers were watching on live television late this afternoon, a car chase, police in hot pursuit of a driver, and then the driver taking his life. We are not going to show the moment, but here's what okay, led so you up can to show it, it and the debate. you got to put it on the other screen. Oh, here's ABC's Dan Harris. Now he's off the freeway. This afternoon, Fox News was doing live coverage of a carjacking suspect fleeing police in Phoenix. I'm just not sure about this. He's As the man pulls over on a dirt on road, Fox. the anchor, Shepard Smith, uh, sounds wary. This makes me a little nervous, I gotta tell you. The suspect on foot now runs and stumbles, gun in hand. I, it's always possible guy could be on something. At this point, we're gonna pause the video as the man ends his own life. On Fox, however, they did not cut away on time. Get off it, get off it! Get off it. My name is Doug. After a hasty Oh, it's a different one. No. Oh, it's mesothelioma dog. No, we don't want mesothelioma oh, Willie. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we no. wanted Wilford Brimley. That's why I couldn't find the Wilford Brimley clip because it, it wasn't Wilford Brimley. <sighs> That's it annoying. Was mes- it was meso dog. Listen. Jesus. It was great when it happened. At least what I saw, it was Wilford Brimley. Yeah, but in your mind. In my mind, maybe. At least that's the clip that I saw. But I do want to get into a few things today. Let me exit out of this. Um, I've been kind of on a, a, a dopamine research bender. Okay. You know how I have my things. Yeah. I have things. I go through seasons. Um, right now, we're in an intermittent fasting season where I'm really just trying to learn as much as possible. I, I, I'm not going to start talking about it. Don't worry. Everyone's like, oh, oh shit. Thank God. I know. Me too. Not again. It's like, how much is there to the story? You just don't it. eat. You don't eat for 18 hours. I know. And I like to brag about it. And it's one of those things. And I never thought I'd be that person. I get hypoglyc bitchy. Yeah, I, I get, we get it. All right. So I've been in that sort of season. Um, but now I feel like I'm transitioning into a, a dopamine inspired research bender. Okay. And the reason is, is that. I'm trying to unlock the secret to happiness. Okay. Mm. Now, here's the thing. 
obviously there's not just like one thing you need to do to be happy. Right. And the, when I say happiness, I'm really taking it from a physio, a philo- philosophical perspective. Like what makes you happy? Okay. And I'm trying to transition that into more of a clinical neurological perspective. Gotcha. Like a neurochemistry aspect. Mm-hmm. What is it? That makes me happy. What makes us happy? Well, happy feeling neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine. Yep. We hear about dopamine a lot. And it's like, oh, social media gives you dopamine hit. Yeah, but also no. So here's the thing that I was learning. So, I, And it was funny because we looked this up, this guy up a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And that night, my uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor, okay. Professor Jeff, yep. mentioned Andrew Hubberman. Really? Yeah, like at class. He's like, yeah, does anyone know Andrew Huberman? And I'm like, are you? Because he said something about like taking in a a scion breath. I I don't know what it was. He was referencing a book or something. Okay. And he's like, does anyone listen to Andrew Huberman? And everyone went quiet. And I'm like, is that the dopamine lab guy in Stanford? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? I literally looked that up today, like where he practices. And And I'm... You looked it up too. You were next to me. I know. I'm the one that brought it up. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been listening to Andrew Huberman a, a little bit. I don't feel like he's the best explainer, to be honest Correct. with you. He just kind of like rambles and rambles, kind of like me. So I don't like watching him. Like he has his own YouTube channel and stuff. Like I don't like watching that. I always watch him as guest on somebody else's. Yeah, like ears. Yeah. For those that don't know who Tom Billu is, I highly recommend his content. He's really fucking good. He's really fucking good uh, at what he does. Yeah. He brings on really interesting people and like, okay, there's a guy named Tom Bilyeu. He founded Quest Nutrition. Okay, this mm-hmm. was what, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. He sold the company. He started doing um, just like a, he started Impact Theory, which is a Impact company Theory, about yeah. being better, striving to be your best. Yeah. Kind of like a David Goggins feel to it. Not as rough around the he's edges, not, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it, uh, sort of like a Gary V inspirational, sure. like do hard things sort of guy, which I like that message. Yep. So he's had a lot of people, everything from like science and he's had athletes and he's had people that have overcome trauma and he's had musicians on. He's had like a just he has interesting people on that have an interesting story. And he had this Andrew Huberman guy who's talking about dopamine. And mm-hmm. yeah, we all hear about dopamine, but we hear about it in terms of like social media, like the dopamine hit. But I'm like, how the fuck do I really get as much dopamine not in my brain because it's already there, but, you know, a receipt because you're getting it from an outside stimulus. So how do I kind of keep that gravy train going is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. Now, I don't think happiness or excitement is the same thing as fulfillment. So if you're, you know, looking for meaning, obviously that can give you a dopamine bump, too. But I'm just trying to figure out ways to kind of keep it going because what I realize I do now is I'm on social media way too much mm-hmm. like most of us are facebook doesn't do it for me anymore it's just it doesn't get yeah. me chubbed up facebook is gross twitter literally gives me an elevator it's button even worse yeah instagram is really my problem yeah. i mean really out of all of them that's the one that's i probably like the most but it's pictures it's videos it's never ending and as soon as you finish it autos fires another swipe one down and then now like- did you notice that the feature is different where you don't even have to swipe it like literally bounces down for you i don't use it that much but and well, even if, I mean, even if you used it yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit, you'd yeah, yeah, yeah. see that it's different where you could try to scroll and then it just immediately shows you the next thing. The one thing I don't like sometimes is like, I'll have it on there and I'll like scroll or something. And then like, I want to go back up to what I was just looking at. And it's like, oh, you've already seen it. So we're going to hide it from you. Yeah. Cause you're like, dude, I didn't see that hot chick with the boobies bouncing again. Yeah. And it's just like, nope, 
then you got to go manually search for her. Yeah. So I feel like now I'm trying to kind of unlock the my brain chemistry and figure out not I don't even want to say like how to be happy, but like how to be how to get excited about shit. Okay. Because I I've, I say this all the time, but my worst not my worst fear obviously my worst One fear them, is like though. I don't know getting choked to death or drowning or something. But in terms of like a lifelong thing. One of the things I fear the most is having a boring life mm-hmm. where I'm not excited to wake up and go to work. I'm not excited to I'm not looking forward to anything. I live a very bland life. And I feel like a lot of the people listening maybe do. Most and people do. Or you have a bland life and it's you have like a few events throughout the year that are peppered in that you get excited about. Like you like BARP is awesome. But if BARP is the only thing you have to look forward to in your life, right. like that's kind of sad. Right. You know, you should have things like almost weekly where you're like, yeah. fuck, I'm excited about this. Yep. So I've tried to do a few. There's uh, now I'm all about like brain hacks and shit like mm-hmm. that, because here's the thing. Like we have this experience on the planet given a finite amount. We don't know if we're going to last 40 years or tomorrow. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do is really kind of magnify the enjoyment and satisfaction I get not only with, with big events, but like the small ones. So the first thing that I learned, this is actually from Mel Robbins. She talks about like savoring moments, mm-hmm. which sounds dumb. Is she the one that was on Tom Bilyeu? She's been on Tom recently? Bilyeu. No, uh, I think so. I I watched her recently. She's one of the people I always watch when she's on when she does anything. But she talks about um, savoring moments <clears throat> in the sense of like. You know, if if oh, no. it's a nice day or or you're in your car and you're having like a nice moment, don't just be don't let it be fleeting. Really be like, this is awesome. Like yeah. think about it. I'm in a car. A lot of people don't have cars. It's a beautiful day. A lot of people live in fucking Detroit. Waller. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm driving to a home that I have and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I have a cat I'm excited to see or a boyfriend or a child or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Or you have like a, a hot shower and you're like, wow, this is really cool because mm-hmm. it's every day you have a hot shower. Most people, but a lot, most of the world doesn't have access to a nice shower where they can bathe on a regular basis and. I'll be I'll see my home and it's it's a quaint apartment that I have, but it's it's my space and I like it and it's comfortable and it's you know, I appreciate it for what it is and and the joy that it brings me or like I know a lot of people talk about this, but like a hot cup of coffee. Like in the morning on a weekend where I don't have to use this, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love this thing, but this to me represents work, which is why I don't use it on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I like, um, you know, having a mug and a nice okay. cup of coffee and it's like I open the window and the sunlight comes in and it's quiet and there's just like mm-hmm. this moment where I'm just like kind of waking up. Like I try to really savor those moments and it brings a lot of joy versus just kind of going through the motions and be like, here's my coffee. It's like, wow, this is really cool. I'm really enjoying it. So that has helped me a lot is savoring moments. That's a good thing. But I'm really trying to get into the nitty gritty of like this dopamine. What I, what I learned yesterday, and there's a, a woman who wrote a book called Dopamine Nation. And I liked, and her name's Anna, and yeah, I'm pretty sure she's Jewish. That's what I'm looking at right now. Lemke, Lemke or something. L-E-M-B-K-E. I don't know what the how the fuck you pronounce that. Anna L, whatever. Yeah. She wrote a book called, called Dopamine Nation, and what yeah. I appreciate about her is that the, I watched like an hour and 40 minutes. It was over a few days, because I'd watched like 15 minutes here, 20 I, minutes there. That's fine. That's what, that's what I have loaded up right now. Yeah. Um, and at the end of it, uh, Tom Bilyeu, we call him ears because mm-hmm. he has uh, ears that stick out. Mm-hmm. She, he asked her, you know, where can people find you? And she goes, I don't have social media. 
And I'm like, fuck yeah. She is literally, because f- she talks about how damaging social media can be. She talks about the benefits as well, how mm-hmm. it creates a sense of community. But I-, I feel like for the most part, social media, if I were to say, you know, if it was on a seesaw, is it lead to good or bad? I would say probably more on the bad end of things. Yeah. I would say short-term good, uh, long-term bad. You know, now, I haven't watched her yet. Yeah. But I've seen other people that say this about dopamine and social media that... that it's a not good thing in the long run because when you first get on it and start doing it, you get that dopamine hit. And the problem is now people get dopamine hits too easily. Correct. She talks about the dopamine okay. pain balance, okay, which is important. Um, so, I mean, dopamine is a physical thing. It's a neurotransmitter. Yes. I think it, inside of the brain, outside of the brain, neurotransmitters are like called hormones. But as they work inside of the brain, they're called neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. A chemical that causes a reaction that changes the chemistry of whatever. You get the point. I'm, I'm not going to hear it teach you shit yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> but she talks about the dopamine pain balance. And basically, you even if you get like a huge dopamine hit, you're going to seesaw back the other way where you're going to experience. Here's the thing. Like if you never got that dopamine hit, you would be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But once you get a dopamine hit and then it starts leveling back. So even if you have more dopamine in your system than you would if you were at homeostasis, just fine. Yeah, yeah. You start to feel depressed because you don't have that huge Right. bump in dopamine right sort of a thing so she talks about like this balancing act of like when the dopamine is coming down even if it's higher than base level you will still feel more on the pain mm-hmm. and in order to feel more on the dopamine side you almost have to enact more pain and that's when tom bill came in and started talking about why it's important to do hard things which your brain registers as uh, on the on the pain side of things right 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 so if you want to do go to the gym, for example, and it's like fucking hard or you do a lot of homework or whatever the case may be, or you do a hard, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu class or whatever it is, when you're finished, when you've completed the task, you're going to get way more dopamine to kind of level out because you feel the sense of accomplishment. It's, it's leveling out the epinephrine. Well, the the adrenaline. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I don't want to speak to that because I don't know exactly the nitty gritty of okay. the of the neurochemistry. But in in terms of dopamine alone, I don't know what it, I'm sure it affects like cortisol and adrenaline yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but I really don't know, so I don't want to say. But it, she talks about this balance, and if we can think about it in layman's terms, if we have too much pleasure. Mm-hmm. We almost stop. We become numb to it. Right. That's what she said. So this happens to me all the time with social media, probably more than I would like to admit. I'll be on Instagram. And if I haven't seen like if I haven't looked at my phone in a few hours, Mm -hmm. I get like a big hit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm back Mm -hmm. on. But Mm -hmm. then after an hour, I put it down and then I pick it up a minute later and start looking, start scrolling. Then I start to it's I don't have the hit. And I feel almost like this is. This is bad, but I can't stop looking because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fucking addict, yep. and I'm trying to look for another big hit. I'm like, is there going to be a good video? And I'm on it for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes. I'm like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? That's really when you have to kind of pull yourself away and then go do something. Like, then I'll go to the gym and work out really hard, and then I'll come back to my phone, look at Instagram, and I get another hit again. Yeah, because it's been a, a lot <laughs> it's of it's been, been a while. It's yeah. be, right. So you have to kind of let homeostasis take mm-hmm. uh, take effect, kind of get to equilibrium. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're, you know, we're not, quote unquote, made for like this kind of stimulation. No, we're not. You and know, she talks about that as well. Okay. Yeah. It should be like, hey, you wake up out of your hut and look outside and like see a, a green plant and that uh-huh. should give you the dopamine. You know, something simple should give you that green, right, that, right. that dopamine hit. But in the the 
the modern marvel marvels that we have now when it comes to technology, when it comes to food. Yeah. Like there's no fucking Krispy Kreme Baconator's mixed sandwich that exists in nature. We created right. that shit because we're like, oh, we really like salty. We really like sweet. Let's yeah. put them together in this incredible combination. Your brain goes fucking haywire. Doesn't know how to deal with it. Now you're dealing with way more dopamine swings than you normally would. So what I've noticed now is like, if I start to feel kind of gross with, I'm looking at social media, I'm not getting any more. Do- you got to put that fucking shit down yep. and you got to go do something productive. That's yep. what helps me. Whether it be vacuum or uh do the dishes or laundry or go to the gym something that's hard because i always know here's another one for you that maybe doesn't work for anybody works for me task completion Mm -hmm. that feels so fucking good like on my way home yesterday i wednesday was crazy from start to finish it was just an absolutely bonkers day from like you know working here doing this doing laundry doing grocery shopping wash my hair going to brazilian jiu-jitsu getting choked out twice like all that sort of shit and then third yesterday i fucking had nothing to do and guess what yesterday was a lot worse than wednesday yeah because i just fucking wasted my time like took a nap woke up too late went to the gym too late ate too late everything got fucking pushed back Mm -hmm. So it's just important to stay, and this is more like a PSA to myself, to stay on like my task completion. Sure. Because I'm always feeling at my best when I feel productive, which is oh, so yeah. weird because we know that being productive and having a productive day is satisfying at the end of it. But then knowing that we have a day off where we can just totally fuck off or whatever, yep. it's always better in theory. It's always like, it ah, is. I can't. It's the, it's. It's the anticipation of the day where you're like, Saturday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday comes and you're like, looking at your phone what do i do what's going on right. i'm sleeping in what that sort of thing so that's what you hope for like a shitty day outside where like yes. you're like i kind of have an excuse to not have right to get up. exactly or if you have like a crazy week yeah worth but bananas and then you have a day where you really do rest and and then you feel like you deserved it well there's that's different though that that feels good yeah yeah you need like you have to have yeah that. but yeah. yesterday i mean i just went a little bit off the deep i ate too late lunch too late it was just a bad management day mm. but it was a good day but nevertheless i'm trying to find hacks so that i can experience like the most amount of joy in the most moments and and then at the end of the conversation, they had a really interesting discussion about, like, should you st- strive to do hard things? And they oddly had a different take on it. Hmm. So Tom Bilyeu's all about, like, strive, have crazy goals that scare the shit out of you and fucking get in there and you're going to feel so much better about yourself. And she was saying, like, the more you strive for things, right? And you get these huge dopamine swings of like accomplishing things Mm and failing at things and accomplishing things. She's saying like, if you were just content, that might actually be better for you. Because she said when she first started working, she's a a researcher at Stanford. Mm -hmm. She said when she started first working at Stanford, students would come in and say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a researcher. I want to be whatever. She says now people are like, I want to be a doctor and I want to be a business person, and I want to be this, and I want to be a lawyer, and I want to be a I researcher, want to be a and a YouTuber. surgeon, and a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's saying that she thinks that that might be problematic. Sure. Because you're never content. Yeah. Like you're always striving. Yeah. And they talked about, you know, attaching dopamine on, and rewarding yourself mentally. Again, this takes practice probably to the pursuit of getting things, not the actual getting of the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, for example, for me, I should attach myself the dopamine not to getting a higher belt, say, with, you know, okay. BJJ. It should be the pursuit of getting the belt, like going to class and putting in the hours. But I thought put- that's what it was, like... Well, she's, but a lot of times people like pursue, I want to make this amount of money and I okay. want to, I want this business idea to, you okay, know, gotcha. be successful where she's saying, enjoy, if you can attach enjoy the, the, the journey and not yeah, the destination. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Right? Makes sense. So those are like the hacks that I've been trying to learn because basically you're, I don't believe in the soul. No. So- <laughs> I believe in neurochemistry. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to. To to kind of like use my brain to to hack my brain, if that makes sense. Yeah. So are you doing like um are you doing things that will last a long time or are you like setting like quick not quick goals, but like my here's my my thing is will you like uh be able to carry these on until you're fifty five or by the time you're forty you're like, Well fuck I've already I've been I've had so much dopamine now, now what do I fucking do? No, I'm I'm actually trying to make my my baseline to the point where I need less stimulation to get as big of a high. Okay, right? I think that's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. instead of like for example, before I moved to Michigan and I was a wild child. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't having a good a good time at a party unless I was really fucked up. Okay. okay. Like, and not just in terms of drugs or alcohol, but also in the sense of like, I needed to go to the biggest parties and the craziest raves and everything is big. And But then I moved to Michigan and then I had like nothing, okay. right? There was deer in my backyard. The people in my cohort were fucking weirdos. Nobody wanted to go out and do anything cool. It just seemed to be like, let's hang out at someone's house, play a card game and go home. Like that was, Mm -hmm. so my, my threshold for happiness or a dopamine hit had to be much lower. Like I had to hype myself up that I was going to go meet someone for coffee at the beginning because I had no friends. Right, right. So that had to be the same bump as me going to like EDC or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is a lot more manageable because I can't go to EDC. Not that I want to. I'm using that as an example. But sure. I can't go to a festival every weekend, nor do I want to. So I need to find little things that I can savor and appreciate and look forward to in the short term that are going to give me, like, something to look forward to and a bump. Like me going to brunch. Okay. I'm really excited about that. And yeah. I even, even though it's, like, it is exciting and it's fun, but it's yeah. not, like, wild or I'm going on a vacation in the Maldives or something. But if you can hype yourself up over the little things, and you see me do this a lot, mm-hmm. like over food, or I'm like, ah, of course, snack, like that, saying that out loud, yeah, like gets you hype about small things and makes your day to day shit more enjoyable. Like, oh, I completely agree. And I think that that's really important. And that's why sometimes I, not sometimes, but a lot of the time, I act kind of like a child because children get excited over stupid shit. And you're like, you're dumb. You're like two. You don't know anything. But they get excited over something small and then you get excited for them. You're like, this stupid idiot doesn't. But really, they, they're they kind of like a step ahead of you because they're getting yeah. excited over small shit and they're making it big shit. That's what we got to do to kind of keep the happiness train going. I, I think. got that. I, I, you know I what I mean? See that. Yeah. So I'll even have like. Uh, even like I'll, I will have a reaction outwardly before I have one in my brain. So I'll act excited, and then that actually makes me excited. If that Chico makes sense. Chico two two one three in the D six T thousand bits. Thank you very much.
So I'm just trying to hack my brain because I'm like trying to have the best time on planet Earth. Like that's my yeah, goal. That's now. Like, I'm just trying to have f- some fucking fun. So Why if not? I can hack my brain, yeah, because it's like, dude, we're gonna live here obviously until we die. That's an obvious statement. Yeah, it's at least in the future. But weeks. right. So why just just try to fucking max out in terms of happiness? Like that's what we're all chasing. Absolutely. So now I'm like, well, how can I hack my fucking brain where I'm happier more times than not? But here's the thing, though, oh, I don't want happiness here's all the, the time. But. I don't want happiness all the time because then then it, it, it means less. Of course. You have to be sad sometimes. So, so when I'm sad, I want to be really sad. Oh, well, that's not good. Really sad, you know? And the last thing I want to be, and, and maybe we can, and I know we're getting kind of philosophical, folks, but bear with me. I would say that I would rather have swings of happiness and sadness than neither, than numbness. Well, of course. Right? Yeah. But, but that doesn't just mean that you have happiness. Like, if, if you're happy, you also have to accept that you'll be really sad at some point. That's, but that's better than, than yeah. not feeling anything. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember having that thought a while ago where, I mean, in my lowest of low times, I can think of like two times where I was not well. But in those moments, even though they were horrible and hard to get through, I felt something. Sure. And there was a point in time, probably maybe about a year ago, maybe around the beginning of the pandemic, where I just wasn't feeling much of anything at mm. all. And that I'm sucks. like, do I actually prefer sadness? Who's that? Boo. Ned's. Ned's flaccid nine. Thank you. Four ninety nine. Thank you so much. But I was, I, I actually had to have the conversation with myself. I was like, would I prefer to be really sad in this moment than feel nothing at all? Is that better? I guess it depends on what state of mind you're in. Because when I was really sad, I just wanted to feel nothing. But then yeah. when you feel nothing, you go, fuck. When I was really sad. I just want to feel something. I felt alive. Yeah. I felt really alive. Like well, I plus, would, You go ahead. You also know that, like, hey, eventually this is going to turn around. This too shall pass. This that too. too. That too. Yeah, that too. Thank you. Bible. Right? That's a Bible thing, right? Uh, yeah. Scott and Big Up gifted, I think, a sub. Thank you so much. Um... But I, I, I do remember having that thought where probably like the hardest time I went through in the last five years was definitely like post breakup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, to be honest with you, that was less about the person I was losing and more about, you know, me feeling, dealing with my own demons of like not feeling like I was enough right. and shit like that. Right. And, you know, I tried my hardest and I failed, like that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Not so much... Like, oh, I had this great relationship and it dissolved. Like, it it wasn't like that. It was just, it was more about me dealing with my own demons. But that was a really uh, painful few months for me. I mean, I cried every day for about 60 days. Oh. Every fucking day. And I remember, like, the first week I didn't cry. I went, wait, hold on a second. What was that? Did Did I cry in my car? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And that was such a... Exciting moment. I'm like, I think I'm getting better. (laughs) Holy shit. This is great. And and all I wanted to do was was feel nothing. And then when I started to feel nothing, I go, fuck, I wish I could feel something. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like that sometimes now, which is why I try to hype myself up and get excited over the small things. And exactly everything that they were talking about in the interview I watched yesterday. Remember how I said I don't want to be so rich that I'm unimpressed by anything and, anymore. Oh, always, that's you've... the dopamine. I didn't know that that's what I was referring to, but that's the oh, dopamine yeah. pleasure pain balance where you're you're got crazy dopamine. Of course. And you keep needing more and more to feel the same effect exactly like an addiction. Yeah. 
So you do crack for the first time. It's amazing. You've never done it before. Wow. Right. But now you keep needing more and more to get that. You're chasing that same high and uh, you'll never get it. Well, I was going to say someone who like just like does like skydiving, but you went to the oh. crack addict. But whatever. Hey, same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's just an example that came to mind. <laughs> you go straight to crack. Sorry, Rock. I feel like he's always watching me. He's not. He's too busy writing a book. But yeah. He's an author. <laughs> is he busy from Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Vince Foster, 300 bits. Thank you. So I don't know. I've been trying to learn some brain hacks. Do hard shit is what I've learned. The more, here's the thing the more pain you can inflict on yourself, and not pain in the sense of like you're cutting yourself. But pain although, in the sense of although like... Although, that's sometimes why they people do that as well. To feel something? Yes. All right. Cut yourself. But if you're going to do it, do it the right way. You got to go long. No, lengthwise. we don't say that oh, here. Oh, sorry. If you're in trouble, call 1-800-DON'T-KILL-YOURSELF, okay? Listen. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google Vince it Foster on your own time. Bits. Vince Foster, 300 Thank bits. you. Thank you. But, um, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm trying to, to figure out... Things to hack the system so that I can feel happy as as many times as possible. So I actually I, and not purposely, but for the past few weeks, I've watched some of the same stuff. Not not the exact same, but some of the dopamine hack type stuff. Um, and have thought like basically the same thing. Yeah, it seems like sleep is a big part of that uh, with regulating mm-hmm. your happiness. Two but, days in a row, good sleep, man. Dude, I'm jealous. Oh. I'm jealous. Not that I haven't slept well. I've when I sleep. I sleep hard, or at least have, but I, I that, again. That getting dark early thing really helps. Yeah, it does. But then you feel like such a piece of shit when you don't, like I did yesterday. Although, like, I did have a really good chat with my roommate. I haven't spoken to That's, her yeah. in what feels like months. I would Probably say a, about, like, because here's the thing. Like, we'll see each other. We have opposite schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, And I see her sometimes, but a lot of it's in passing. A lot of times she's with the boyfriend, so I can't really get a a deep dive into what's going on in her life. But yesterday it was just kind of this, this perfect moment where I was home, she was home and we just started talking and, um, she was kind of caught me up on everything and, you know, I'm telling her about what's going on with me. She's telling me what's going on with her. So that was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I got I got brunch this weekend, which I'm very excited about. I I hype myself up over that. Um, I do kind of want to talk about something that, was an interesting point that another friend brought up. Okay. That I was speaking to recently about this is such an odd situation, but hear me out. So my friend Fan is in Orlando, 200 bits. Thank you. My, a friend of mine who's a chick has okay. a boyfriend and the boyfriend's parents are still in communication and still hang out with his ex. Does that make sense? Okay. So my friend and this guy are in a relationship. Gotcha. The guy's parents still talk to his ex. Mm. Like to the point where they vacation together. Just the three of them. Mm. Two parents and an ex. Now at first when my friend was telling me about this, I go, well that's literally insane. Why would they do that? So, I mean, a, a, at least a red flag. Yeah. I learned later that the reason why is when they were dating, the ex and okay, her yep, current boyfriend. Yep, yep, yep. She lost like both of her parents. Ooh, Ugh. it's one of those parts. Where it's like situations where you go, God damn it! Right? Why did they have to die like that? So his parents are now kind of like her surrogate parents. Okay, but that's making my friend very uncomfortable. Like very uncomfortable, and rightly so. Yeah, I don't. To the point where I'm like, is this bitch gonna show up at Thanksgiving? Like, 
what are you going to, sh- and my friend said, listen, if, if this bitch shows up, we'll call her ex, ex Sally. Okay. If ex Sally shows up, I'm not going to Thanksgiving. Now I'm does like, ex Sally have a new boyfriend? I don't think so. Okay, Cause so I that, imagine she would attach to him and his family. That true. But I also think that it's really shitty of the parents kind of, but also it's like <sighs> they feel bad because this chick, like her Dad died of cancer, and then right after, like, her mom died in a car accident. Like, just horrible, horrible fucking Yeah, here's... Luck. Uh, man. Here's my ruling. Yeah. Bob's King. Um, It's not okay. Not okay. There at least needs to be some sort of, like, separation, yeah. right? Like, I'm bit. okay. Like, I'm somewhat okay with the parents, like, staying in contact with her. Especially the mom. Like, she yes. can meet her for lunch every now and again. I have no problem with that. They can go do pottery together on the weekends. Ha- have your Has your parents ever met an ex of yours that they've stayed in touch with after you broke up? No. That's not allowed, right? Not allowed. Okay. Has there been an ex in your life where your parents, like your mom, say, or, or dad, really liked? Like, they really got along well. They um, got on well. Yeah. And not, they, like, super well, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't know what that's like. I mean, I've only had, I've only introduced my parents to one okay. guy. Okay. And it, again, because my parents live across the country, it wasn't sure. like they were seeing each other all the time. Sure, sure. It's not like we did uh, holidays together or anything like that. Sure. But I was trying to give my friend advice and I really didn't have any for her. I'm like, shit, I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I don't want to see this bitch around. I feel kind of sorry for her because, ew, why would you want to be friends with your ex's parents? And then you see him like bringing the new girl around, and or you just know what's going on in his life because right. obviously you're going to talk about him. Maybe I mean you don't have to, but but I mean like think that's how you know each up. other, right? Yeah, that, I know, and but... you kind of well, I don't think it's appropriate. I it's would not be very healthy. no, it's not healthy for anybody. No, at all, not healthy for anybody. No. And I know that I was kind of also talking about my other friend, the whole marriage caper. Oh yeah. You know what I've learned recently? Not okay. Again. You know what I've learned recently? And it, it is just, it makes me sad. Oh, I know where you're going. Every, like everybody yep. fucking cheats. Yep. Everyone does dirty shit. Say that. And even you're like, oh, wow, this person's really good. And they seem to be a really great husband or wife. It's like, you don't even have to look that deep into their past or present <laughs> to see that they've done some shady ass shit. Yeah. Everybody has. Mm-hmm. And I can get here you know stay in front of you and say that i haven't because i really think that i like i give myself a lot of props for not being a piece of shit right in that way i've fucked up you know okay. six ways to sunday when yep. it comes to other stuff but yep. when it comes to like loyalty i just i just can't i can't get close to you if i'm lying to you that's the i think that's the crux of it well i mean does that make sense <laughs> You're asking me? Yeah, but I'm, you know, but I feel like people don't understand. Like, how can you really feel like you can open up to someone and be close to them when you're fucking lying about ch- cheating on them? Like, yeah. I, I can't get close to you. I'm, I would just be like bursting with like, ah, I, I touched another peanut. Like, <laughs> right. I would just admit it. That's all you would think about. Oh, complete. I would be completely consumed. I, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Completely consumed. Well, I, oh, there's, go ahead. there's very few, like, I mean, I, I don't know, I have, like, a lot of hangups and stuff, but, like, very few things that I'm, like, very adamant on, and, like, trust and loyalty are, like, two of my big, like, that means a lot to me. Right, but here's the thing, though, is that you don't know when someone is betraying your trust and your loyalty all the time. 
sometimes you can get a feeling for it or your kind of sixth sense, spidey sense, your intuition starts to kick in. But sometimes it doesn't. And a lot of times, maybe they're not cheating on you in the classic sense where they're having sex with other people, but maybe they're being inappropriate with someone at work. Right. Where it's not, or they're tell they're telling like a female, say it's a man, they're telling a female colleague about you know you being mm-hmm. say me and my situation, and they're bonding over talking shit about me, right? And or ta- or talking about the problems, their relationship yeah. problems. That's also kind of inappropriate. But the I thing think. is, though, like you got you got to do this. Like you you know if you're if you're with somebody or have like a really good friend that you trust, it's like look, you have to be the one that's loyal and honest and hope that that's what you get back in return until you find out otherwise but oh yeah you are, you always start with an a plus 100 percent, then you just start docking points yeah but but you have to you know like you I, don't have don't to know. earn my trust here's the thing i'm not going to just go and, and trust a, a, like anybody with my life no way no way no way sure but when it comes to if you're in a relationship with somebody and they have to go on a work trip or you don't see them for 10 hours a day because they're at work whatever the case may be yep. You you gotta just let them do that. You gotta give them enough rope to hang themselves. I, I say that all the time. And if they come back and they've given you no reason to think that they've been disloyal, then you need to just continue with that. You can't be you checking in on people and you asking and you being like overly jealous is not helping the situation. In fact, it's pushing them away. It, it is pushing them. There's a healthy amount of de- jealousy. Sure. Yes, and and. You got to do it in a way where it says, hey, I care, not, hey, I don't trust you. Like, there's a different, it's a fine line, yes, too. That's a good point. Hey, I care. Because if you're not jealous, like, people think about people you don't care about. Are you jealous over them? You're like, no, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever yeah. you want. Right, yeah. And you can't, you can't put you that can't out. You can't be possessive. Right, yeah. you can't be possessive. But, like, you have to say, look, I, I trust you, but I, and I care about you, and I hope, like, everything's cool, but, like, I'm not going to check up on you every five minutes because I trust you. But you also have to put out the, like, hey, I care vibe, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, because there's been people where you like you you're trying to make jealous because you're just like, do you care? <laughs> I I feel like I've kind of done that before. Like, do you do you care? Right. Or do you just trust me so much that you know you tell yourself, oh, they just trust me so much. It's like, no, they actually don't give a shit. Right, right, right. They actually don't care. Um, but yeah, so I I definitely think you need to give people enough space to hang themselves. And if they give you no reason to think otherwise, you gotta just gotta live with your life. And one of my one of my favorite gurus who I talk about all the time, um, Matthew Hussey. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask him, "How do you trust again mm-hmm. if you've been cheated on? And you got all this shit. You got all this baggage. You were married. They were cheating on you. You didn't had no idea. Whatever the case may be." how do I trust someone again is a question he gets off. And he always says the same thing. He goes, listen, you, you'll never be able to guarantee no. that that won't happen again, but you will always know that you'll be okay if it does. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yep. You're like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to control anybody a hundred percent, nor do I want to. That's a, a well, full-time yeah. job yeah. and they don't want you. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, that's not fun for anybody. But if in the event that they do, listen, I've been through this before. Mm-hmm. I pulled myself out of the darkness of hell, I can do it again. Yep. And it's going to be easier the second time because you're going to know what to expect. Sure. So that's kind of how I look at it is, you know, listen, it, what I might get burned, whatever. I know I can, I'll be fucking fine. Yep. I will be totally fine. 81390 Bubba. So that's kind of like how, how I look at it. There was something I was listening to the other day yeah. on a, I think it was like a, some cheesy radio show or something like sure. a week or two ago. I don't know. Elvis was, Duran show. Yeah. Or like <laughs> it was one of those type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they were talking about going through your significant other's phone. Mm. And I was like, and there people are calling in like, yeah, you know, like I check it every week. I go through it. I'm like, I wouldn't, there's no way I'd want that. No, if like, you feel the need to check, there's a problem. Exactly. And that's kind of what I like. It's, if you feel like you need to check on your partner because you don't trust them, that's the problem. Yeah, so Why do you feel that way? Right. It's a weird thing. It's like, hey, like to my, you know, my, my significant other, I'm like, hey, you could have my cell phone password. I don't care. But I also like don't expect you to go through my phone. Because like there's nothing on there that I'm like worried about. But like there's no need for you to go through my phone either. I don't even want, I'll take this a step further. I don't even want you to have my passcode. Yeah. I mean like what, like if you, like if somebody else dating was like, hey, I need your password. I'd be like, well, fine. But like for like what? I've got nothing to hide. But also like why don't you trust me? I have me? stuff to hide. I'm sure I have you stuff do. to hide. But here's here's what it is, though. Not that I'm being like I'm fucking around. Yeah. There's private conversations I've had about and, you. Yeah, yeah. With my friends that yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't need to fucking see. Right. And I, I, I get like that. that's that's the main thing that comes to my mind when someone's like, I want to look through your phone. And then I go, well, I got nothing to hide. Yeah, I do have something to hide. I had a conversation about yeah, you yeah, to yeah. a girlfriend where I didn't know what to do. And you were doing something that pisses me off. I'm trying to get a gauge if I'm overreacting. You don't need to see that conversation. And and that's kind of like, right. Like there's nothing to hide as far as like nothing. Not bad. infidelity. Right, right, right. But like a private conversation yep, I had yep. that you'll see and you'll be like, why are you telling other people our business? Well, that's a friend and I need to get things off my chest yeah. and I need to gauge if this is normal or whatever. Sure. Or, you know, maybe you did something weird in bed that I, whatever the case may be. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. it's not infidelity. It's about me having a conversation probably about if you're an important and, and, person in my life i'm probably talking about you to other people right and if nothing else like good or bad and i say it might even like be like help the situation or like hey maybe you know uh you're telling a friend because you're like hey this this happened like am i the bad like am i the not normal Getting one or right. like how would i fix it or like what's you know if, is that what they're into like should i be cool with that like that kind of shit yeah and then this person just reads through Oh, you know, why are you, t- why are you telling somebody else our business? It's like, right. but you do the same thing. We all have oh, to every, have, everybody that doesn't does. mean shouting it from the rooftops. And there's a very small group of people that I, oh, two or three, of course, that I'm like, Hey, that I can really kind yeah, of confide yeah, yeah. in. Of course. Um, what does that say? The boy, I can't read it. SS boy 71. Thank you. hundred bits. Appreciate yes. it. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, and again, this isn't like me gossiping about you. Cause there, here's the thing. Like, you know, they they always said like the old adage, if someone is talking shit about someone to you, they're talking shit about you to somebody else. Yep, yep. That's true. Like 95% of the time mm-hmm. for sure. But then there's like that small group of people where you just talk shit, but you fucking have that person's back a hundred percent. And yep. you, if anybody starts talking bad about them, you shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. There's maybe three people in my life like mm-hmm. that where we talk shit, but I don't talk shit about them. Yep. But it's very rare. Yep. I'm usually talking shit. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I enjoy it. We've talked about this before. A1390 Bubba. But yeah, if you feel Bubba the Army need- Grunt, 319. Thank you. And then... Trickney! <laughs> Ashley! Thousand Th- bits. Thousand bits. Thank you. Thanks, Trickney. And and did you say Bubba Army Grunt you said? I did. It's a, you said 319. Is it 314? 314. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of going through your, your person's phone. No. And the whole like, if I've got nothing... Maybe I want to talk about something with my dad and like his... And my mom and their divorce, like that you just don't need to, it's just not your business. Right. It's not your fucking business, yep. but I'm, I, I'm not giving you any reason. It's mostly about me talking about you. That's the thing that I think I fear the most. Yeah. Because if you're important to me 
and you're a big part of my life and maybe things are a little bit rocky, like mm-hmm. you better believe I'm talking to somebody of about course. it. Because I want to gauge if I'm normal, if I am out of line, if I'm crazy, mm-hmm. if I'm getting gaslit. I don't know. Because when you're in an emotional haze, you kind of don't have a grip on your own reality. You don't. You don't know if you're overreacting because everything feels so dramatic to you. Bubba like, being too They slighted me. They fucking didn't call me back when they said they would. They mm-hmm. waited 10 minutes. You know, is it because they're over me? Is it because they're fucking bored with me? Is it because they don't care anymore? All these fucking demons that we all have. Right. And you sometimes need to talk it out with someone. That's important. No, you shouldn't just shove it all down no, there. No, they're late because they had to pump gas. Yeah. But, anywho. We're going to take a break really quick. We will be back shortly after these words. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. taking a urine oh. i was making pp that's hot yeah um i was thinking about dopamine <laughs> I was oh like, yeah, that was a good conversation we had but what i realized is the way that our brains are designed with the whole like uh pain pleasure reward seeking system mm-hmm. like pain avoidance and and pleasure seeking in the environment that we evolved and this totally makes sense you only got a dopamine hit after you accomplished something and, and it, it took a lot of effort. So, for example, you, you've you been following the herd for five days. Finally, you make a kill. Massive dopamine hit. Okay. You bring it to the yeah, tribe. That would be a massive. You get sucked yeah. off by every woman in the tribe. Fuck yeah. <laughs> From your dick that you haven't washed in f- three Hell years. Hell yeah. It's probably still hairy because you're an australopithecine or whatever. Yeah, you're a fucking you're a homo ostrich. Erectus. Yeah, you're, you're homo erectus. Right. 
Haven't had no. They don't have soap. Yeah, you getting fucked. Yeah, with your cheesy dick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with your fucking smegma ridden dick. <laughs> Anywho, um. Yeah, because they weren't cut okay, either. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Bunch of so weirdos. you uh, <laughs> you get this. You work really hard. You get a massive dopamine hit, right? In our world today, you get the hit without the hard work, and our brains aren't designed for that. Right. So it fucks you up because you're you're supposed to work really hard and it's like the pursuit you're trying, you're trying, trying. Then you get a hit and you're like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we're just getting hit after hit after hit after From hit. From doing this. So we get desensitized to it. Yeah. That's, that's scroll. Like, yeah. Swiping. Scroll. Yeah. So you, you're getting the hit, but without the hard work. So you're getting too many hits too quickly and it desensitizes your dopamine. So you keep needing more and more and more. So it occurred to me that like, of course, and that's why we're wired that way. The dopamine is a reward. Keyword reward. Reward. You don't just get a reward for doing nothing. A Mm -hmm. reward is something you get for accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's the reward system and why it makes sense because it's supposed to reward you for doing hard things and essentially keeping you alive. Right. Right. To go out and strive to get food or shelter or whatever, and you get a big dopamine yeah. hit. It continues. You are. It, it makes your 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 brain, and obviously then dictates to your body to go seek out more food, more women, more protection, mm-hmm. more shelter, whatever. Keeps you striving. But the system gets hacked when you just keep getting all these dopamine hits without doing hard things. So I I challenge you or don't I don't give a fuck about you guys. I'm. So I challenge you. I need to stop pretending like I care about other people. Yeah, you're a bunch of hicks. <laughs> Ignorant. Because that went over well last time. I need to stop pretending it's like I care a about fucking people. joke, people. Yeah, I need to stop pretending like I care because I don't. Like I, I tell you guys what to do. I'm like intermittent fast or fucking die. I don't care. Die, die if you want to. I don't care. Do you? Do you? Be happy. I don't care. I'm all. I'm in the game for me. I don't know about anybody else. I remember when I started doing radio, people would always try to assign this like, like female empowerment agenda. I'm like, no, stop. Let's read those bits. Who is that? Scott, Scott, 91, 50, 75. What is that? Scott, Scott, 911. Was 63 bits. 63. Thank you. Not 62. Appreciate you. But what I, I remember this pretty This is back in like Detroit days. Oh, where shit. someone was Ancient. like, Anna is trying to make it you know, show that like women are funny. Okay. And I was like, whoa. No, you're. I'm trying no, to show not. that I'm funny. Correct. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about anybody else but me, which I think is a good thing because it's people try, everyone's trying to take, uh, take credit for everybody else's accomplishments. It's mm-hmm. like, she's, Kamala did it for women and I'm a woman and I win by, de- no, she, that's what she did. She fucked her way to the top and she deserves yeah. to get rewarded for that. She had to have sex with Montel Jordan. Go suck some dudes off if you want to be a yeah. vice president. Sleep your way to the top. Fuck your way to the top. Yeah, just like she did. She had to suck off a lot of gross, old, bald, white men to get to where she is today. That's a lot of hairy balls. Yeah, that you didn't have to suck, and you're taking credit for it. (laughs) Rude. Rude. She did that for her, not for you, but she's smart enough, even though she's kind of a bitch, to make it seem like it's a win for the ladies. It's not a win for the ladies. Is she the president right now? She is, because Biden is getting a tube up his ass. <laughs> a tuba? A tuba? A tube up his ass. He's a fucking tuba in his ass? Probably That's likes that big. shit. big. Yeah. He's not Lummy. He's getting a tube and maybe a couple fingers. Sorry, Lummy. 
He's getting pegged by a tube in his butt. And he's out. Uh, dead. Motherfucker's going to be 80 next year. Gross. Can you imagine all of, like, imagine, okay, uh, for those of you that have had a colonoscopy and those who haven't, but no, Pickaroon 2001, gifted 10 subs. Thank you. Thanks, Pickaroon. Um, you guys know that when you have to have a colonoscopy, there's a little bit of a pregame. There's a little bit of a liquid magnesium pregame where you literally shit your brains out <laughs> for like 36 hours before you go get the tube in your ass. Yeah. So could you imagine Biden yesterday? I like to go buy that shit just for fun. I don't even have. Well, yeah, a if fucking... you want to lose some weight a little bit, you know, you look a little trim for barb or something. Yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing. Biden yesterday, as everyone is talking about inflation and China, Xi Jinping, all this horrible stuff, Biden was literally. Sitting on his toilet, shitting for 36 hours straight while the rest of the world was burning Mm -hmm. because he needed to get a tube in his ass. Okay. Do you think Kamala, is this where she goes in and starts pulling plugs? Does she go in where he's having a colonoscopy and just starts pulling plugs, hoping that one of them is life support? I'll tell you what, she's the only (laughs) one because everybody else seems to hate her, including her own party now. Yeah. Well, I still think they're trying to protect her. I think she's going to run next. I don't even Uh, know how that would work. Biden turns 79. He's not even 80 yet. I said next year he's going to be 80. Okay. Yeah. He's got a long way to go. Yeah. One whole year if he makes it. It's a long Uh, way to go. What, what, what What if they find something bad in the colonoscopy? It's funny that, like, imagine? we know that he's having a colonoscopy. That seems like it should be private information. No. But I guess not, because it's like us. Kamala's president right now for the next hour and a half. Yeah. And he's getting, uh, you know, finger fucked by a tube in his bowl. That's disgusting. Imagine being a proctologist. Like, Dan's got a cool doctor gig. You know, he's putting on tits on hot yeah, chicks. Yeah, being a proctologist is a shitty job. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if your, like, your passion was, like, assholes. So we used to have, <laughs> we used to have Dr. Mark come in all the time. Urologist. Yes. And they basically, him and Dan would talk, and Dan's like, look, I don't deal with insurance companies. I deal with usually hot chicks that are looking to get boobs, and you're sitting here dealing with insurance companies looking at dicks all day long. Like, who, who went wrong? Yeah. Like, where did things go wrong for you? I imagine probably being a proctologist, your urologist is maybe not, you know, that's not your dream job as a doctor. But someone has to do it because assholes cause a lot of problems. They do. Assholes, GI shit, literal shit. You know, you you know, those commercials that always like ruin your appetite. It's like, oh, do you want to shit in a box? What is it called? Cologuard. Cologuard. I would hate those pre-rolls. I'd be eating breakfast like, yum, yum, yum. I'm eating peanut butter. And then it's like, shit in a box. Whose job is to open the fucking box and to sift through the shit? Like, that's your fucking full-time job is a shit box opener. (laughs) You think if they would start automating jobs, they would maybe start there. No. Shit box opener. No, they're going to fucking automate the... Subject that to a real human life. That's horrible. (laughs) They're going to automate the fucking person that takes your order at McDonald's. But the shit box opener... That's got to be a person. And it's here's the thing. It's not It's not that fresh shit smells good, but like old shit. That's been sealed up. Can't <laughs> even dry out. It's all sealed up. <laughs> Rotten, sealed up <laughs> shit in a box that's gone through the fucking mailbox. It's all heated up and shit. Oh, it's all hot. Because you just been <laughs> bouncing in the back of the because you just send it through the veil, right? It's not yeah. like you. <laughs> Imagine handling that and you just don't even know. There's, well, they probably know because it says Colorado. They're like, oh, we got a yeah. shit box. Yeah. Shit in this Pooping clothes. It's got, it's got a lay one. It's fucking clothes. so gross. Listen, I analyzed cum for an entire summer oh. and it was bad. But I imagine At least it that. It was fresh. It was fresh. <laughs>
it still smelled. There's just a, I don't know. Again, when you're Real dealing with bleachy. material that you're comfortable with, you will subject yourself to a lot of different things. You may, you know, you may not put it on a Petri dish. You may put it in your eye or something. There's some people that do that. I know. Some people put it in their eye. Some people put it, just leave it, you know, in there. Some people what? put it on their stomach, maybe on their boob- boobies. Well, with material okay. they know. Yeah. With material you don't know, dude, you put on like two white coats, Fuck yes, four pairs jokes. of gloves, two pairs of goggles. I was wearing fucking slippers on my shoes. And like I'd stepped booties. in dog shit. Booties? Yeah, the little, uh, it's like a, 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 a shower cap for your shoes. They're called booties. Yeah, I mean, I was like, everybody has AIDS. That's how I would approach every sample. Everybody has AIDS. And here's the thing. The sample wouldn't even touch the floor at all. I would have to bleach the floor after every time I analyze. Just in the event that some AIDS-ridden drop of cum hit the ground, okay. I had to just, I would be mopping with fucking bleach and scrubbing the fucking mm. counters of places that it, I didn't even use. It smells like bleach. It was disgusting. But it was, uh, you know what? I preferred that than talking to the participants. Well, no shit. Because there was a time where we, there were three of us involved in the study. Okay. And we would rotate. So sometimes they would analyze the semen and I, I would I want to be tell, the one that had to do this. Yeah, that was, that really <laughs> hurt my right arm. That's why I'm so buffed. <laughs> But oh, there was a few times where I had to <laughs> tell a guy how to jerk off and what to do with his car. How do you fuck? Hold on. What? I'm like, not how to jerk off, but what we need. I'm like, dude, you can't look at porn. What? When you ejaculate, you have to just be thinking of this scenario. You tie off the condom. You put it in the cup. You put the cup in, in a container, the Whoa. container in a thing, and a thing in a thing. Hold on. They had to jerk off in a condom and not watch porn? Yeah. Because... We would give them a vignette to think about to see if there was any sort of difference between the two samples they provided. One was a control. The other one was like their partner was cheating on them. And we wanted to see if the sperm count was different. And when it comes to like the IRB, the uh, not international institutional review board, just when it comes to ethics and studies, you have to, it takes a fucking long time for even the most benign studies to go through Mm -hmm. like a survey. And it's like in the event that someone deals with some, trauma from answering some of these questions here's resources they can reach out to if they need to talk to somebody now like okay were they like did were like were you like hey go in this room and jerk off or was it like go home and jerk off wherever i found condom wrappers in the disgusting public restrooms i found it oh, but, but like but like it, so i know like some of those studies are like hey like there's special rooms for that no no we didn't okay. have any of that but okay. they would come in with essentially a lunch bag a brown lunch bag be okay. like here it is and i would give them 25 dollars cash okay and they got 75 total because i think we needed just uh we needed three samples. I forget what the third one was. One of them was obviously the control. The other one was the, um, what do you call it? Whatever. Not the control. And then I forget what the third one was. I don't know. Maybe mm. just, to, just to see if their, their sperm was okay. I don't remember. But anyways, they got three. Maybe one for just showing up. Show, I think maybe just showing up the first day. Okay. And, yeah, and, show up and me being like, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to jerk off twice. And it got awkward because my school wasn't that big. And I'd be like, oh, you're Nick the barista that I see every fucking day when I get my Americana. With a stir spoon going like this. And all you could think of him jerking off into a fucking con. Yeah. Touching your stir spoon. Yeah. I'm like, this is awkward. I have to now go to a different coffee shop on campus because I can't look at your face, Nick, because I just analyzed your cum. 
gross. Speaking then I, of which, Bob Army Grunt, 314. Bob Army Grunt, 314. Needless to say, um, that would is better than, than analyzing shit, for sure. Is it, though? Yeah. It's shit, it's just smelly. Like, cum smells, it smells, you know how it is. You know, you've smelled your, yourself, I'm sure. Yeah. Or it's just like, it's not great, but it's tolerable. Yeah. Some of it has like depends a pungent you, odor. But, it depends on what you eat. But knowing that it comes so from a stranger, shit, it makes it worse. Like, if it's someone you know oh, and you're yeah. hooking up with, you're like, okay, this is whatever it smells oh, yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. But then when it's like a stranger, you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. inappropriate, not yeah. okay. You could put up a lot of shit if it's someone you're with. Like, like you could like, whatever. Yeah, you could make it hot, but not with a stranger. And then you, but like, with a stranger, you're walking down the street and they sneeze and they're like a block away. And you're like, whoa, come on, gross. Yeah, cover your mouth, ho. <laughs> But then you'll lick your dog and you'll kiss, mouth kiss your dog. (laughs) And your dog has literally been licking other dogs' assholes, but you don't care because it's your dog. And you're like, my dog's amazing. And you jiggle his balls. I mean, what? Let's take a call. Hello, who's this? Hey, guys, this is Gary. Oh, hi, Gary. Gary. I'm not going to hang up on you unless someone gives us a bunch of money, too. Calling two different shows, I guess it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone uh, into you. First thing, you know that scenario you said about the ex still having a relationship with uh, parents? The family? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you about this scenario, which I live. Mm. Uh, my wife and I now are uh, of 26 years of marriage. Congratulations. Thank you. We have a son that's 21. Okay. But prior to that oh, marriage, fuck. I was married for Anna. 10 years to, a, to another woman who has two uh, kids. You, we have two uh, kids with, and, and she still has yeah. a relationship um, with my parents. Uh, uh, I gotta let you go, Gary. Yeah, Gary, someone just fucking the gives a hundred... The real Florida Stanley, 10,000 bits! This is like the one I feel time bad, because he's being nice. I know. What do I do? You gotta hang up on him. Gary, I'm... people have spoken, and I, I, I really don't want to say that, because I, I actually like... Uh, Gary, we want to hear from you. Yeah, call back and, I mean, um, damn. Yeah, you gotta hang up. All right, Gary, just... That's not having nothing to do with you, Gary. Call Sorry. back, I guess. Uh, Gary, we I feel bad because Gary is I just want to call him off the air nice. and be like, hey, tell me what you're going to say. Yeah, I feel bad. But, I mean, listen, money talks. Yep, sorry, people Gary. People have spoken. Hello, who's this? Oh, let's track me. That was great. That was <laughs> uh, my day. But anyways, I was going to say, them color guard boxes, y'all were talking about them. Oh, no. Well, I deliver them, and I also pick them up. No, you don't. And the worst part is, like, when you see one, and then it's got, like, <laughs> little stains on the side. Then you oh, the no, they missed the but, fucking target. But, oh, dude, it happens for real. And then some of the people who hand you the box, you look at them, you're like, oh, this has got that person's poop in it. Now, if it's a hot <laughs> chick, whatever. That's still the poop, people, though, man. <laughs> oh, it's it's the, I don't care. Their shit don't stink. Uh, yeah, Why do we think that gross people have smellier shit? <laughs> it's probably probably do. I just I think, think it's so. like yeah. likely I'm gonna want to touch their smelly shit. I don't know if it's smellier. It's just not as hot, you know. But my dog, however, <laughs> I got a little two year old girl, and she has like her own personal potty. Well, me and my wife were busy. My little girl's like, I go to the bathroom. I said, I go to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom. I started wiping her, and my wife said something about cooking, so I turned around. By the time I turned around and started cooking, my dog ate the whole pile of my kid's poop. It was disgusting. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> your, your dog's going to shit shit. Oh, she had diarrhea. It messed her up. It really did. It screwed her up pretty good. That's nasty. Don't shit all the time, man. Come on. Poop stories with y'all. Sorry you got hung up on Gary. That's what you get for being a dick. Y'all yeah, he was actually being cool this time, too. Yeah. Sorry, Gary Bear. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Thanks, Trevor. Hello, who's this? 
Hello? 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 Hi. Hello. This is Gary, real quick. All right, yeah, go Let's ahead. Real, you got to be quick. Yeah, you got to be quick. Got to be quick. Let's blow Biden. Let's blow oh, no, Biden. Derek, Gary, you really had a chance there. We were really no, I'm, rooting I'm for still, you. Hold on. I'm, I'm still cool with Gary. I'm still cool with Gary. But well, we had to, we had to hang up though. Yeah, we did. We we certainly did. Um, there are a few other things I wanted to talk about, and I think enough time has passed where I can say this freely. Oh no. Um, I went on a date with a man. Okay. A while ago. Okay. I I I didn't li- I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it. I'm I'm a little concerned. Okay. I'm not sure if he's listening or not. Okay. Um, it seems like he was following the show shortly after the date to see if I really did say that I wasn't there to get content Okay, because I had claimed that I'm not there to get content and that is true. Right. I am like searching, but, um, and I always say that cause that's always a concern le- and a legitimate one on his dusty dab, 500 bits. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank you though. Um, and I want to stress that, listen, I'm not using you for content because, Here's the thing. Most people think that they're way more interesting than they are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, unless you like reached over and tried to stab me in the eye, oh. it's probably not going to be that interesting of a time for me to talk about you on the air. Correct. So uh, I know that he was listening probably like the week after, maybe mm-hmm. the week after that, even a few okay. weeks. Um, but I, I think he's he's kind of leveled off. Okay. And it was one of those things where I hate being confrontational with people I don't really feel like I owe being confrontational to. Mm-hmm. With people that I'm close to, if there's a problem, I, I like to address it, uh, hit it head on. But for people that I've been on a date with, I don't really feel like I owe you... You owe them nothing. ...the, you know, explanation as to what I liked, what I didn't like. It doesn't matter. I just, I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel... Here's what it is. Number one, I don't want to be confrontational because it's uncomfortable. But number two, I want to see how far you're going to go to try to either get a second date or talk to me or if you're interested. Okay. Like, I want to gauge what you're, how you felt. Mm-hmm. I want to, here's the thing. I want to gauge my performance on the date sure. by how much you want to see me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I will maybe not, like, quell your texts or, or, or quash your attempts because I want to see how, like, how, what kind of impression did I make on you? Even I'm if you have curious. no plans on having, no. okay. I have no plans on seeing you again, but I also want to see okay. how interested you are in me because I'm curious. Okay. You know, how captivating am I as a person? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, so we go out. I wasn't feeling it. I'm debating on whether I'm going to <laughs> disclose. Here's what happened. I don't fuck it. I don't care. What am I going to do? Um, I paid. Oh. I paid. Okay. I, this is what, ladies, talking to my, I'm talking to my bitches. I know it says no more bitch, but whatever. Does it actually say that up there? Yeah. Takes one to know one. And guess what? I'm a fucking bitch. Here's the thing, ladies, when you, those of us that were raised right, some of us weren't, this isn't for you. Some people, uh, some ladies on a first date never offer to pay. Some just don't even, it's a, it's, Matter it's about today. Bitch, if you want to live in an egalitarian world and you think that women are equal to men, then you need to start doing the dance. Okay. You need to start doing the gesture where even if you 
aren't planning on paying, even if you're kind of expecting the guy to pay, you at least need to do the fucking dance to your purse. And I always say the same thing, like, either I got this or can I contribute? That's mm-hmm. usually what I say. Can mm-hmm. I contribute? Mm-hmm. I do it because I was raised right. And not that my parents ever sat me down and said, this is how you have to act with uh, a man or anything like that. But it, it was more just generally speaking, don't be a leech. Right. Don't be a mooch. Mm-hmm. Um, gestures mean things. People want to feel appreciated and not taken advantage of. That's how I was raised. So Absolutely. I kind of applied that to my romantic life, my friend life, my professional life, whatever the case may be. I always make sure people feel acknowledged and appreciated yep. because that's uh, that's part of just the human condition. We want to be seen and we want to be thanked for the things that we do. Mm-hmm. That's why we try so hard to appease Bubba. And that's why when Lummy said he wanted to get an attaboy yesterday. I totally understood. Of course. You want to get like a attaboy, like thank you. Hey, thanks so much. Cause and you want to work for it. You want to get that dopamine, yeah. bitch. Yeah. So we went to a, a place in St. Pete that I had not been to before that okay. I really liked. It was actually a really cool place. Hmm. I got there before him, no problem. It's it's cool. Um and it's uh one of those things where you get a bottle of wine and then they crack like you go to the wine cellar area okay. it's not really a cellar but the wine room you buy a bottle of wine and then the guy takes it over cracks it open for you and it's, gotcha. it's a nice little thing Whatever. okay it's cool cool setup so i don't know anything about wine uh, he, you know he's kind of like what do you want i'm like uh why i don't care i don't know i was like i'm not a wine snob i don't know anything okay. these i've never seen these brands before i'm not a brand wine i don't know anything about wine or fashion or any of the finer mm-hmm. things in life you can guarantee i've never fucking heard of. i know cheese it's okay i know juice box and cheese it's that's what that's how i grew up mm. i capri sun okay You're i don't fancy. know i'm fancy i know franzia i know box wine oh shit i'm a box wine connoisseur but they didn't have any box wine because it wasn't a trash piece of shit how joint. about canned wine that's like the new thing oh right? No, I don't think there was any can. It was in a glass bottle, as it should be. Because oh. wine is meant to be served and, and distributed. So we we pick one out. He's like, how about this? I'm like, it literally, I fucking don't know. Just pick it. So we go, and the guy who's checking us out, it says, uh, oh, it tells us about it. If you like this crisp, no. I don't, was just it, fucking bag it. Was it a salmonier? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. The guy. So, you know, we're uh, we're checking out to pay okay and he starts to grab his credit card okay um i feel like i'm just standing there i'm also closer to the cashier mm-hmm. and it's an awkward do i do the dance and i go you always do the dance and 98 percent of the time this is first date first date okay 98 percent of the time i am i'm stopped in my tracks by the man as put that shit away as it should be hand like a crossing guard yeah blocking me from oncoming traffic yes or the move is you tell the person taking the card don't take her money like because i had my he was looking for his card i slapped mine on the counter i got it i said Mm -hmm. most of the time guys will go grab the card absolutely not yep They'll tell the guy, don't run the card. Yep. I got it. Absolutely not. Don't take her money. Don't take her money. Don't take her money. I've even known to bring... I, I've been... Like, I don't pay cash a lot of places. Very few. I've been known to bring cash because if that if that dance happens, they're going to take... If you bust out cash, they're going to take the cash for sure. Because then they don't get the extra charge for that. Usually. Usually they'll take cash before a credit card. So, like, if there's that dance of, like, we don't know who's to take, you bust out cash, you're taking cash. Yeah. But also, even as a... And granted, it was a progressive place we went to. 
judging by the decorations. Okay. So maybe they think, you know, women and men are on equal footing. We're not. No. We still want you to pay. Yep. Um, I slap my card on the on the table, and he says, "Oh, thanks." Oh, I wanted to take the bottle of wine and just leave at that point. And it's so un—it's fucking unfair because I did the gesture. Yep. Thinking that he would do the gesture. Yep. But we're, we were not on the same wavelength, and it was not a cheap bottle of wine. And I'm not rich. How much is not a cheap bottle of wine? With tip, I paid thirty-one, thirty-two dollars. Oh, okay. I it wasn't was thinking, like okay, hundred okay. or anything. Okay, okay, okay. But like the bottles of wine that I buy, an expensive bottle of wine from Publix for me is like sixteen bucks. Okay, yeah. You know, but I mean, I'll I'll drink like an eight dollar whatever. But like thirty-one, thirty-two bucks with tip. That I mean, I wasn't expecting that, and it's not like Wait, he's going to get the next round. Did you just round. say thirty-one dollars, thirty-two with tip? Is that what you just said? No, no, no with tip thirty-one oh, or thirty-two. Okay, okay. It was like twenty-seven. I, I thought you said thirty-one or thirty-two with a tip. I, I was like, holy cheap bitch! No, 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 no. It was like twenty-seven bucks, okay, and I okay. think I gave him thirty-two. Oh, that's okay, perfect. Yeah. So I was, um, I was so turned off at that point, and and here's the yeah. thing: is I was like, that's your fault. Yeah, Anna, yeah, yeah. that's your fault because you did the dance and it, you are taking a risk. No, no, no. Fuck that. It's his fault. Like you, like you have to know by doing that dance, you you might get called out. So you might like eventually you might have to pay. No, no. As, as you should, I, but not on a first date. I would assume. You know, no. That's typically, you should you should never pay on a first date. Yeah. No matter what. And, and I hate using the word should because, and I know I've talked about this before. Like, there's no ethical or moral obligation for the man to pay. It's strictly strategy. Yeah. In terms of if you, you should you pay because it's the right thing to do? No. Should you do, should you pay because you're trying to get into her pants and that's the best strategy to do it? Yes. Yeah. Strategy wise, yes. If you want me to feel like a woman with investment. a provider. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean by should. So don't, it's not about, you know, should a man pay, it's that's, right or wrong. That's also why you don't go to a really nice restaurant as a first date. And this was a, this was a little wine bar, like whatever. That's, no, that's fine. That's, but- and, and here's the thing that pissed me off, not pissed me off, but here's the thing, like if I got the first round, which already I'm not happy about, then I'll be like, all right, he's going to get the next round. When you get a bottle of wine on a first right. date, there's no second round. No, no. I just it. paid for the whole date. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. Now, I'm not happy. I want to leave, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, is totally unfair sure. because I offered to do it. But it, I again, I was doing the dance and I thought that he was going to meet me halfway and he didn't. Mm-hmm. I was I was just so turned off of like the thought of because I'm like, now I'm your daddy. Like, that's what I thought. I'm like, you're drinking my like, I'm like, do men think this way? Like, I'm like, you're drinking my wine. Uh, Would you like another glass of my wine? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, which was fucked up because then I think, is that what guys think? They're like, that bitch is drinking my wine. Probably not because they're expected to pay. Yes. But me, I was thinking that's my wine. And then at the end of the date, he kind of made an illusion to hanging out again. Okay. I go, I don't know if I can afford it. In my head, I said that. Okay. I didn't say that out loud. But right, I right. kind of got mad at myself because I'm like, you can't, you ran the risk. Yeah. You offered to pay and he let you fucking pay. He called your bluff. He called my bluff and I had to pay. Again, I could afford it. It wasn't like there wasn't any money in the bank or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But it annoyed me because in my mind, going out on the date, 
I'm not the type of person to be like, I'm going to order the most expensive thing. But it was just like, I'm going to have a, like a free night tonight. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a nice feeling knowing that you're going to go into something and you're not going to have to pay 40, 50 bucks again, which mm-hmm. isn't a crazy amount, but that sort of money makes a difference to me. Like, yeah. I think to most people it does. Uh, not to Dan or something like that where you can just throw it and wipe his ass and throw it in the trash. I 40 bucks means something to me. Mm-hmm. So, and then also it kind of not fucks up the weekend, but then the next day I'm like, well, I can't go out to eat or what. I just like to, again, I have enough money. It's fine. I'm doing all right, but I, it it fucks with my head. I'm yeah, also yeah, a Jew. Yeah. yeah, I'm Jewish. Sorry for the Jews out there that don't like to be called Jews, which you are, but whatever. In, in, my, in my Jewish brain, I'm like, fuck, I have to spend money? <laughs> yeah. I don't like spending money. So that kind of threw me. Oh, let me just check my text messages. We're good. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, you know, he was kind of hitting me up for a bit. Okay. This date was probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. Hit me up. And um, I'm responding, but politely not engaging in anything, not asking him questions, okay. not whatever. But you're replying, though. Yes. Okay. Because, again, I want to see how far this is going to go. Sure. How far are you going to try for my my attention and my affection? Was he going to do you a favor and let you buy him dinner again? I don't know. <laughs> um, but he kind of made, like, it was to the point where he messaged me on Instagram. Okay. About hanging out again because we were going back and forth. And then you know how you can see the preview of the message without opening it? Yes. So I saw what it asked and I didn't open it. Okay. And he deleted it. Oh. Because then I went. I saw the thread later and it was that message was gone because oh. I didn't respond with it in a timely manner. He and didn't he, like it. He, well, I just thought that was the end. But then he then he messaged me a text message. Hey, oh, like, here's what I love doing, which pisses people off and what I hate when people do it to me, which is why I enjoy so much when I do it to other people is if someone asks you a question that you don't want to answer, you don't have to be you don't have to answer it. Mm hmm. If someone asks you about, uh, especially if they do a follow-up, like, oh, do you want to hang out again? And how was your day? You just answer. My day how was great. Was, my day was great. Yeah. Oh, she responded, but now they're scratching the fuck. Does she want to hang out? I don't know. And, and then you like again. A, and then you like a real, yeah, to ask again, then you're like, oh, fuck. And you look like a jobber. Yeah. So he was kind of asking a couple times. Um, and then no, he no, was the getting. Rule, the rule is twice. Well, there was quite a few times. and I know, but. And then there was the messaging and. And then I wouldn't respond in a timely manner and he kind of called me out for it. And I'm like, dude, I, and it was on an actual busy day. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to be a dick. Mm-hmm. I was like at the gym and I was running around and I just said, listen, I'm fucking like busy. Don't get, don't call me out because I didn't answer your text in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like get out of here. And he got mad and mm. he said like, okay, bye. Peace sign. I said, all right, yeah. cool. No problem. But then I just, I just had an inkling. I'm like, I feel like this fucker is going to come back. Mm-hmm. Did yesterday. Oh. Said hi. That was a big opener. Hey, hi. Oh, that's good. Said, one. Hey, hi back. Okay. And so we had a little bit, and he said he was didn't know where to place my file. My file, meaning like, you know, I know. And um, I you finally was honest. I was it. like, I I finally was like, okay, he's outright asking me, yep. what is this? What's going on? Is there a chance? And I just said, I you know, the courtesy corporate future endeavors reply, which is, I didn't really feel a connection romantically and mm-hmm. I appreciate, I really appreciate your time coming out, whatever. And he said, okay, thank you for using your words. Like, you know, made a joke about it and yeah. said, take care. And I said, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. so, um, it kind of, it, 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 should I have had that conversation two weeks ago? Probably. Who cares? Who cares is probably the answer, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, here's the thing. 
should I not be playing that game to see how far they're gonna how 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 much they're gonna dance? Because I like uh, I like to see because it's I mean, it's a good it's a good sort of gauge on again it's it it boosts my confidence it boosts my self esteem which is you know that's what we're all in the game for but also it it kind of lets me know how. Like, what kind of impression am I having on people that I'm meeting for the first time? Mm-hmm. Am I a compelling person? Am I an interesting person? Do they think I'm funny? Do they want to be around me again? And, uh, you know, not to brag or anything, but the last few, it seems like they want to hang out. They're right. at least interested. To see, they're, a lot of people say they're intrigued by me because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty honest and open on the first date about okay. the, the sh- you know, shit, the shit I've done, the shit I'm doing, mm-hmm. what I'm up to. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not a basic bitch. In a lot of ways, I am. I like fucking brunch and shit and snacks, but, but yeah, in a lot of ways, I'm not. So I like to see how compelling I am by seeing, you know, how, how much they're going to dance. Okay. So. I mean, it's probably not a nice thing to do to no, kind of lead them not. on, but. But then also, you know, I, I paid for that wine, though. Yeah, no, you. And I needed right. to get my money's worth. I need right. to get my money back. And right. because I couldn't get my money back, I needed to get it back in another way. Hello, who's this? Uh, Identify yourself. Hello. Oh, hey. hi. Sorry, Sorry I, I was taking you guys out Bluetooth. It's Florida Stanley. What's up? What's up, Florida Stanley? On? Thank I you for so. the. I hope 100... Gary cheers hundred bits or uh, ten thousand bits. Ten thousand. I fucking dare him. He should know the fucking rules. You don't call more than once on each show. Yeah. Fuck you, Gary. We anyway, try, I tried to give him a second so, chance, but yeah, well, well. Um, I'm uh, now I'm recently single, so I'm going to be coming up for one ninety nine before the day before. If you guys want to, if you guys want to hang out after, because I know it only goes from eight to ten. Wait, tonight you you're coming go? up, or uh huh? Tonight? No, no, no. The, the before Bubba, the bar offered, yeah, before bar. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Bubba yeah. offered anybody that's going to bar, right? He, yes. Uh, he okay, in January, one ninety nine. Yep. So I'm gonna come to one ninety nine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, get my Airbnb a day early or two days, I guess, uh, instead of one, because I was only gonna come up for Saturday. Um. But uh, if you guys want to go out uh, after one ninety nine, you won't have to pay for a thirty two dollar bottle of wine. I'll pay for it. Oh no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm not. No, no. Thank, thank you though. I appreciate the offer, but it, it, no. And to, and to be honest, I doubt I'll be going out anywhere that night. Like as soon as one ninety nine is over with, like I'll probably because we got Thursday, home. we got Friday, and then we got Saturday. And, that, and I'm assuming that whole week and like the week prior will be. Busy doing oh, I know you guys are going to be busy that week. Yeah. I didn't think you guys were going to be too busy on Saturday. I figured most of it would already be all set up by then. Well, there's a lot Doubt of pre shit that like the tents come and yeah. the food and oh. just kind of making sure everything's clean. But I do really appreciate that. But you, there's no need. You're you're already paying my bill, sir. Like you don't need to be paid for wine. <laughs> but I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate the gesture. Where, see, that's the thing. See, see the dance gearing? we just did. See the dance we just did? You offered and I said absolutely not. No, you're you're a guest of ours and thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. You you and I know how to dance. That fucker hey, didn't no know how deal. to dance. I was just sending out an offer. No big deal. Exactly. Exactly. And I say absolutely not. You know, we're friends, we're good. No thank you. You're great. That's the I dance because we both know. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Right. Thank uh, you for uh, dancing. That's all. I'll see you guys in a month and uh, fuck Gary and Tampa Terry. Bye. Hell yeah. Bye. But yeah, you see that? That's the dance we did because we yeah. both know how to exist in society. Mm-hmm. Me and Florida Stanley. Let's take this call. Hello, who's this? Hmm. Yeah? Tell me about it. Really? Hello? Pretty fucking compelling. Awesome. Perfect call. Perfect call. Always to lead paying us into the, the first weekend. date, you dumbasses. 
Yeah, and again... And the second and third. No. Here's the thing. And again, when I say men should, it's so not a a moral obligation. It's all about strategy. Yeah. You know, you both took the time. You took the time as a man to to shower, get ready, drive over there to kind of increase your chances of getting laid, at at least at some point. Are we supposed to shower first? You should wash your balls. Oh, shit. You should. You should. And you do all those things. And then if the woman pays, it's like you did all that shit for nothing. Right. You did all that shit for nothing. So as a strategy, if you're trying to woo a woman, which I imagine is the the point, unless you really don't, unless she's a fucking gargoyle or something, and you're like, please, you owe me money, bitch. Right. You catfish the shit out of me. Unless, you know, that's a rare case. But otherwise, if you're trying to woo a woman. Yeah. Pay for her on the first date. Fuck, there's no question. It's just, it sets a fucking weird tone. I was in a funk. I literally, and you know how I am. I have an obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't know if you know that. Oh, no. And I had a loop going on in my head about, did I just pay? To the point where I couldn't even, like, concentrate on the conversation. And and on the same token, women offer to pay. Yes. Do the dance. Do the dance. Which is what I did, but then I got shafted. (laughs) But you know what, though? As much as that sucks, at least you learned right then, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. It, it was, um, I've, I've honestly, I don't even think that I remember the last time where a guy let me pay on the first date. Even the date that I had been on prior with the ghosting Willie dude. Yeah, yeah. I gave my card to hold the tab. And when the bill came, he said, like, made a point to tell the bartender. Yeah. Do not run her card. Yeah. That's just holding the tab. Make, like, come to me. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very gentlemanly. Yeah, should, and it, it, it softens the, the bitch up. She goes, oh, that's very nice. Yeah. So nice. Not that he got Jesus. late, but anyhow. Um, have a great weekend. We got a Bubble 199 tonight. We do. Make sure you tune in 8 to 10 p.m. Um, I think it's me, J-Wags, and Bubba. We, it's going to be kind of like a trio soundtrack. When did he put a J in his name? Just Wags? Just Wags. I think J-Wags is a bar by my house. Oh. <laughs> on 4th Street. Now he's a bar. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the other side. We'll catch you tonight, okay? Tonight. Yeah, tonight, tonight. All right, tonight. Bubba 199. Bye!